So welcome to our C-word free episode of If We Were Writing. It is our, my uh, third episode with Sarah True. Yay. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Yay. Oh, man. We have a challenge ahead of us. You know, I think I think we could all use a break from not the other C-word, but the C-word that's dominating our lives right now. Yeah. Just let's let's Sarah's already relaxed. So she has a. A glass of wine in her hands. Mm-hmm. She's she's we're feeling recording good. In the evening this week. Yeah, yeah evening. It's, it's a little different. Yeah, we're not doing like at nine a.m. I would be a little worried if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we decided we were going to have punishments if we broke our verbal quarantine. So that's going to start after the first break, by the way, people. Because yep. <laughs> right now, in order to have a conversation about what we're doing, we have to talk about what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> after point. the first break, we start the C-word free nope, episode. No, you, bro- you broke it, Sarah. You broke it. Sorry. <laughs> Dems the rules. <laughs> so before the show, we decided we were going to choose a punishment for each other, but I don't know what the punishments we don't know what each other's punishment is going to be so sarah if i break the rules and accidentally mention the virus that shall not be named you mean like you just what? did in multiple times <laughs> <laughs> so your punishment is you have to do an interpretive dance to any kenny g song anyone <laughs> your choice oh my God. i think i might do that anyway <laughs> it could be okay we could relate these things so your punishment is going to be that you have to make a tiktok okay okay i downloaded tiktok and i had it for maybe one day a few months ago i don't know we can we can get to this later yeah you just talked about me doing interpretive dance to a kenny g song so (laughs) you're like TikTok Mine is, is an easy far ask more here. reasonable. <laughs> I didn't say you then have to participate in TikTok forever. Oh, okay, okay. I just, just have to one download TikTok. It. Just one. Just you just have to make one. Okay. All right. That's all. all right. You can do whatever you want with the account after that. Deal. <laughs> okay. So my last question before we go to our first break is: Have you learned anything so far, like since this whole thing that shall not be named started? Yeah. So this week I started teaching my nieces who are in second and fourth grade. And, you know, I bought all these books. I thought I was crushing it. You know, obviously still getting up to speed. It's only day number three. And my my niece who's the younger niece. She has a, a Zoom meeting with her class and her teacher asks each one of them, you know, what they miss most about school. And she says, I miss having a real teacher. (laughs) I'm just devastated. I think I'm crushing it as a teacher. We're doing all sorts of cool experiments and going on hikes and stuff. And she's like, no, I I have not made the cut, apparently. And just her expression was so sad. Like, I'm the worst teacher in the world. So that's what I've learned. I have a lot. What you learn is? I have a lot to do. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot to do before I'm actually an adequate teacher, apparently. Right. But I'm Stick trying. To your day job for I now. Know. That's, that's I'm trying really hard. <laughs> well, I feel confident that you're an excellent teacher. I, I'm she trying. She probably just misses her friends. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm sure. 
<laughs> okay, I learned actually this is a fun that I've come full circle on my exercise habits. So I've learned actually that I'm a social exerciser now. I don't even like, know what that I, means. I'm the person who has trouble getting motivated without like oh. being around other people, having training partners or going to a class of some okay. kind. So okay. when I'm like we get, you know, like our CrossFit, my CrossFit box. Yeah quote unquote which we should bring back tales from my box at some okay. point yeah sends workouts every day and i have like really i have trouble doing like burpees and air squats on a mat in my living room by myself like that's, that's i am i have like zero motivation to do that that's stuff that i otherwise find quite fun when i'm doing in a group so i'm learning what motivates me and it's changed drastically over the last three years you know i I buy that. Like I do not enjoy necessarily doing gym work by myself. It, it is the kind of thing you do need to be motivated by other people. I mean, I, I at least for me, so I can relate to that for sure. Oh, well, so you. you're you're you're, ro- you're roping your daughter into it is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes, I have roped. Because it's like now that we're isolated, she has no the, choice but to join tra- you. Yeah. <laughs> More the training burpees. partners are limited. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, oh, I'm gonna talk man. about I, during during our story time, which is coming up after the break. I'm gonna tell a story about her because she's quite cute. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, coming up. Also, we're gonna have questions from a listener. And Sarah's going to tell us a little bit about the the PTO, which I know people have been asking about that and asking for Sarah's opinion. So we're going to talk about that. And there's lots of news from Iron Man this week, some crazy, wacky news. So all of that after this. Hey, Sarah, what's, yes? what's that in your hand? Oh, I'm um, drinking a nice uh, Cab Sav in this evening's recording. Oh, How about man. you? What are you drinking? I have some noon rest because it's nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to go to bed after this. Well, at least one of us is going to be well rested and hydrated after this recording. We are so grateful to Noon Hydration for their sponsorship of this podcast. And if you want to get 30% off, you can go to noonlife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN plural women as our sister podcast you can use that as a code and you will get 30 percent off your next order at noonlife.com i'm sarah gross and i'm sarah true and you're listening to if we were riding So you started the segment, Sarah, called Storytime with Sarah and Sarah. But a couple, our producer, Taylor, and also Ellen, who works with me at Live Feist, you were asking, like, should we be Sarah and Sarah or should we be gross and true or true and gross? What do you think? Either one. I mean, I think we should kind of pitch it to our listeners. You know, hey, mom. Okay. (laughs) Mom. Mom, Actually, don't know my mom. Maybe Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if the three of you have an opinion, <laughs> that's right. Send it to us on a voicemail. <laughs> so gross. And, I feel like Sarah and Sarah is good for the overall podcast, but I feel like having a section in the podcast called gross and true might be good. Oh, so, I see. So like a both and situation. 
Yeah, because I'm very non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Excellent. Maybe that's why we get along so well. For sure. So have you, has there been times in your life when people have called you true? Like when you've been in like athletic situations and people are like, hey, or Groff maybe yeah. back in the so day? Groff, like, Groff back in the day for sure. So people really liked me being Groffy. Groffy was my thing. Oh, yeah. And then when I changed my name, people tried Truey. And you just didn't connect. So a lot of a lot of people still call me Groffy. But yeah, Truey, not quite the same. Nobody really calls me True. Yeah. I remember from being on like as we talked about, I think last week or the week before, we I was on Darren Smith's squad, like at a different time than you, and we orbited each other, but didn't like didn't ever train together. But I remember they referred to you as Groffy. Yeah. Well, just Mm -hmm. Aussies have this tendency to add Y or IE to everything. And I oh, don't true. quite under, I mean, and, and it's weird too. Like, why is breakfast brekkie? You know, why is a treadmill mm-hmm. a treddy? Like, the worst one that all, always drives me nuts is a stress fracture is a stressy. Like, come oh, really? on. Oh, that's you have a stress <laughs> yeah. fracture. That is a serious <laughs> yeah. medical condition. Do not minimize it by making it cutesy. Like it's a fracture of your bone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's I've never heard of that stressy. That's really stressy. Funny. Maybe no. we should be. Maybe our next segment is story time with Groffy and Grossy. Oh, I like that. I like that. Maybe. Yeah. So for, okay. So for story your time. Story. Mm. I I had like a million of them, and then. This this is this is actually one uh, I was thinking about this morning because I go through moments of, you know, just dread about everything that's going to happen that's happening. And that was a close one there. I saw, I know. I saw I you like getting maybe excited. You're making the TikTok right now. <laughs> I'm like biting my nail. This is happening. TikTok baby. And like, you know, I, I, it's easy to remember or it's easy to forget kind of the times where it's been tough, like financially as an athlete. And it kind of gave me a little boost to remember that. And the moment that really stands out in my mind was when I first joined Darren's group, I didn't really have any real results to my name, like just scraping by financially, had gotten a ticket to Australia to to work with this coach and Vicki Holland, who is now, you know, Olympic medalist, you know, world champion. She had even fewer results than I had. So the two of us were pretty poor, you know, just trying to get by. And we managed to find some super cheap place to stay, like borrowed some linens, had no, nothing to sleep on. And we're like, well, we got to figure out something here. We walked, we jogged by this hotel and out in the dumpster, there were these mattresses and we're like, bingo, mattresses in the dumpster. This is great. They're free. So we asked the hotel, they let us have them. Like we thought we did our part by, you know, Lysoling them and letting them sit out in the sun. And thankfully we never got bed bugs or anything, but it just was such a nice reminder. Like we both accomplished a lot. Like we have relative stability now in our careers, but yeah, there were hard, there were hard years where, you know, and it all worked out. Okay. So like worst comes to worst. I know that I'm not 
beyond like sleeping in a free on a free mattress. So I can go back to that. I don't think I'm so soft I can't manage. Amazing. I, I've actually had quite a few moments like that too. And I'm actually gonna change my story because of that. Oh. One. <laughs> so this I is just reinforcing stories. the fact that people think I'm gross. Oh, I just realized that. <laughs> First, first you're not washing your hair. Now you're sleeping yeah. with bed bug mattresses. What's what's our story going to be next week? <laughs> Where does it go from there? Let me tell you about when I had fleas, guys. That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never had fleas. Lice on the other hand. No, no not that either. <laughs> All right. On behalf of the audience, we appreciate your openness on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so my story, I was just thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking about a time, and I have a number of stories like this, but also like super poor athlete just trying to make it work. We were, I was on my way to a race, a running race, a local running race here in Victoria. It was in the winter, and the entry for the race was $12. And on my way there, myself and my boyfriend at the time, we realized we didn't have twelve dollars <laughs> like, oh. we, like we didn't have <laughs> it in our account we, like we didn't have access to the twelve dollars but what we did have was he had traded in a bunch of his air miles for gas coupons because back mm. then you could get like shell nice. station coupons. so we he had like a few hundred dollars in these gas coupons so we're like i wonder if we can do something with that we went into the shell station and we bought a um with this $20 coupon, we bought a newspaper, right? I think we actually had enough for one of us to enter the race, but not the other. Because I remember needing $12 specifically. <laughs> so he bought this, this newspaper for $2. And they gave him like the 18 whatever, 17 whatever change. Hmm. And we, that's how we entered the race. <laughs> that was it. And then I think I made, like, I think I made like a little, like, I think I maybe made 50 bucks or something in the race. So then we could have lunch also. So... There you go. So if we can do that stuff. Ingenuity. We can, yes, we can do anything. Desperation. <laughs> Call it what you will. But resilience and creativity definitely, you know. Yeah, definitely we'll help at all out. times. Yeah, at all at times. At all times. Exactly. <laughs> During history, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Sarah, we didn't have any voicemails this week. I'm quite disappointed. Yeah. Listeners, I want you to know. The level of my disappointment is quite high. But you did have some questions from a listener. Uh, so I realized that I have some big shoes to fill. So I reached out to the former co-host of this podcast. Ooh. Like, Kelly, mm -hmm. do you have any questions that I should ask? And the first one is, I, okay, so this is, this is quote from Kelly. I feel like I need to know more about her box right now. Like, does she have an at-home box? How is it doing? <laughs> so that is part one. And then there's a second part for you. <laughs> so please okay, fill us in, Sarah. <laughs> I thought the questions were going to be, like, for you. <laughs> no. No. That was a curveball you didn't see coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Well, you'll all be pleased to learn that my box is doing well, although it is closed right now. <laughs> closed for business. <laughs> Take for that what you will. Um, <laughs> so I was able to borrow a barbell from my box and a couple of plates. So I do have access to some stuff, but it's not this. And like I said earlier, because I'm now realizing my new identity as a social exerciser, I'm actually really missing my box and don't have too many tails besides 
making up lifting workouts for myself <laughs> with a barbell at all the same weight. <laughs> so it's kind of like I can do like 300 deadlifts at, cause it's like the, the, the bar is 35 pounds and the plates are 15. So I've got 65 pounds, which is like a perfect weight for me to do a snatch. Mm. But for a deadlift is like hundreds and hundreds. So I'm doing like tons of deadlifts and like three times five snatches and everything in between. So that's the update for my box. Okay. All right. And then uh, the second part of Kelly's, you know, intense interrogation of you is <laughs> she would like you to explain the point of TikTok. <laughs> oh no if, okay if you have to ask the point of tiktok you don't understand tiktok like if, like you know what is that saying about endurance sport like if you have to ask why you're never going to understand or whatever i feel like it's the same about tiktok like it's the same like iron man you know like you're doing something you're training for iron man and your friends are all like why right it's okay. the same now with tiktok people are like why? What are you doing? But once you, I once you sort of find the right challenges in there and the right songs and the right, like it's a fifteen second piece of content and it's really really fun. So I'm not yet at the point where I can make TikToks by myself. You know, I think that's like next level TikTok making. <laughs> but it's not all about like people think it's all about dancing. It's not. There's like great dancers on there. But I do think it's all about. Okay. Um, if I was going to answer this question seriously, if there is an artistic expression piece, like the hashtag, like artists on TikTok is really big. So like folks have an opportunity beyond Instagram, which is more a static visual. It's more like a video platform in which you create, in which people can create art. They do dance music. And then sometimes just like funny shit, you know? So if you're, it, it suits anyone who, who thinks they're funny or who likes to do any of the previously mentioned artistic <laughs> things so i i like it i i have fun with it and and i have like 21 whole followers on there so really it doesn't matter well, what after do. this episode maybe 22 i know <laughs> those two other people who are on tiktok right now and listening follow me i'll follow you back awesome well sarah we've had like lots of questions for you yes people have been asking about your opinion about the pto the professional triathletes organization when they first launched uh you were fairly vocal on twitter about like just questions that we all had i mean we kelly and i talked about this in the podcast extensively about sort of what is their business plan and we wanted to see like sort of we want we're looking sort of, sort of for proof of concept mm. um whether or not the pros who are outside of like the top of the world will actually benefit from this so what were your concerns and and tell us more about that yeah i i think the biggest thing at first was of concerns about the communication so if if it's like i found out about the pto and the collins cup and the whole thing, um, the same time as the general public, which was, you know, mid-January. And it seems a little problematic that there were handfuls of athletes who found out in October. You know, it turns out it's just limitations of time. And I don't think it was, they felt very compressed with time, is my understanding. And they were doing individual reach out with athletes. And they felt that, you know, it was they needed to get the essentially the headliners of the sport on board to be able to have this be a successful launch and that other athletes would just kind of, you know, lend their voice in solidarity. 
Do you think that that's right thinking on their part? So I understand the logistical issues with, with trying to yeah. reach out to athletes and explain the whole situation individually. I think, you know, when your mission is to, you know, ostensibly represent professional triathletes, communication and transparency is going to be a huge issue. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's less convenient to do it that way. But if you want there to be genuine support, uh, I do feel like you'd have to invest the time in, in building that goodwill. Now, I, I understand there, there, diff- there was there was a lot of time pressure and, you know, they they couldn't reach out to every athlete individually. Yeah. So I don't know. I I am totally on board with the mission and the mission of the PTO is to try to come up with a way to have a business model that works for professional triathletes to be able to, you know, split proceeds. I think that's I think that's what the business model is. So that, like you, I, I'm a little confused. And, you know, I've had talks with people who are involved. And is it is it a you know, is it a union? Is it a race series? What is it? Is it a charity? Is it a business? You know, my concern is that, you know, for there to be long term viability, they need to approach it like a business. And, you know, I'm sure the investor expects return. Now, there, this whole issue gets really complicated because, um, you know, the, the PTO and the Collins Cup are conflated. And, you know, I understand there being a relationship, but it really seems problematic that they aren't separate entities with the relationship, you know, that they aren't mm-hmm. run separately. I don't know. Why do you see that as problematic? Like, you know that how they use the example of golf where mm-hmm. the like the professionals kind of own the whatever it is, the tour, the PGA tour. What do you, is that? Is it different in golf? Like, why do you see that? Yeah, as because because the the organizers of the PTA events aren't the PGA, like aren't the right. aren't the golfers. You know, you, you have to have a business organization and mm-hmm. that's that's making sure you have these races that are sustainable long term mm-hmm. and you have to have the representation of the athletes. And just, you know, from the, and this was this was something that I, I found problematic even before the launch of, you know, this latest iteration. And they announced the date of the Collins Cup and the, the format and everything was that. Like the the communication was a little confusing from like their I think their preferred method was Twitter of communicating with the public. And there were a lot of issues that were very much PTO issues, but coming from the Collins Cup account. And mm-hmm. the Collins Cup should be just run as a race series. And you can have that relationship with the PTO where there's that profit sharing. But it was like the, at the time I remember there were a lot of like anti Iron Man, anti, you know, that's just being very critical. Mm-hmm. And the voice seems mm-hmm. like it was trying to be the voice of professional triathlon, but it was coming from the Collins Cup accounts. 
Yeah, I remember. The Collins Cup account, whoever ran that was super feisty for a while there. Yeah, and I have nothing against that feistiness. It's just, it was very confusing. Mm. It was very, messaging was very confused. So I have yet to see like any business plan. I'm, I think the, you know, the desire of the PTO to pay out two and a half million dollars to athletes, you know, only the athletes who are, uh, you know, PTO members, you know, it, it comes from a good place. Like mm-hmm. they're really good intentions behind it. How does it fit into the business model? I have no idea. And the really, right. so that's my, that's really my concern is that, is this run as a charity or is this a business? You know, yeah. for, for, in order to advance the long-term interests of professional triathletes, it needs to be run as a business. Well, and even like, I'm honestly, so even a, yeah, <laughs> even a charity or moreover, like a nonprofit, mm-hmm. I think would be more the, like, yes. even if it was running as a nonprofit and that um, the initial 20 million or whatever, we sort of surmise that it, that the donation donation quote unquote or investment quote unquote was, there still needs to be a plan in place to make to have a return on that to make money, even if the yes. investor is not expecting anything back or is expecting very little, there still has to be a plan to make that money go further than just spending $20 million totally. and that's the end of it. Um, so I think that's where it becomes confusing. And I think like even, yeah, even nonprofits have a nonprofits are business viable. Like you have, yes. you have to be you viable. Ha- it uh, has to. And, and what's hard is there's no proof of concept. Right. You know, it's it's easy to look at other sports and say, okay, well, we, we want to replicate the Riders' Cup. Oh, that's great. But golf is very much a spectator-friendly event. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a spectator-friendly sport with a strong built-in fan base. You know, I have no idea if you can take three athletes and have them go head-to-head and cover it in a way that millions of people will watch, where you get mm-hmm. enough money in you know, TV rights and advertising where there is going to be real money to share with athletes. I don't know. Maybe there is. Yeah. I think, you know, I kind of like, I, as a quote unquote entrepreneur myself, I like, I love that there's someone like that Charles Adamo and whoever his team are, like they have this big vision of like creating something that like you say, there's no proof of concept. Like that's great. Cause like we almost need someone, if we're going to have change for the pros in triathlon, we almost need someone with a big vision and it was going to be like dog with a bone on that vision, stay on it and make it happen. Yeah. Um, I think the things that are missing are one, uh, the transparency, like you say, the communication with both all of the athletes and the public in general, um, or triath like because triathlon such a small community. Like we yeah. all want to know what's going on, yeah. and being behind even times when Ironman hasn't been transparent enough with communications, everyone's pretty critical of that. Yeah. Right? Like we all just want to feel like we're part of it. And then the other thing is just that sort of. I'd like to see a little more sort of solid leadership. And I think that comes with the sharing the vision piece. Like, who are you? What are your plans? Talk to us. Like, tell us exactly. Because if when, when people see someone with a mission and a vision, they're attracted to that. And they're like, okay, yeah. Like, that person's going to make shit happen. Um, so I'd love to see a little more of that. Because, of course, I think you and I agree, like, we want to see them succeed. Right. And we want things to change for pro triathletes and for there to be for Ironman to not have this massive monopoly over long course triathlon. But concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would I would love for there to be openness to 
approaching it like a business with potential, you know, stakeholders. Uh, you know, I am, you know, I am a potential stakeholder and it's just, you know, money complicates the conversation a lot. You know, the athletes who signed on f to support months ago, mm. Do they believe in the PTO mission or do they believe in the money that they get for the Collins Cup? This is where it gets really confusing. Totally. And mm -hmm. I, I'm all about the mission. I'm very concerned about, you know, the the ability to execute. You know, just mm -hmm. based on what I've, I've seen doesn't mean that I don't believe in what they're doing. It's just I have reservations. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of willingness to take on an athlete who is thinking independently about these issues mm. which saddens me because I don't pretend to know a lot about business but I do think that I have you know I've nothing to gain by being critical publicly mm. other than you know, I had so many athletes who weren't included in the conversation and some who were included in the conversation decided to opt out, who were grateful that somebody spoke out publicly. It's not like any of us are anti-PTO. It's just questioning the methodology. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I also, you know, coming from, yeah, coming from academia too, like I definitely, I, I sort of what would you say? I, I value criticism in terms of like, the kind of criticism that's meant to be productive. Right. Mm. So if I like, I love it when I can talk to someone and be like, challenge my thinking, how can I, because, because of course you become better and your thinking becomes more solid and more secure and mm. your ideas become more f better formed. You know, if you have someone who's really willing to take a critical lens on it in a, in a productive way. And so that's kind of how I see your voice on this mm. a little bit is like just that, that like and or <laughs> I mean I mean you were you were if they listened to if we were writing they would also hear Kelly and I <laughs> asking very similar questions about like about a business plan and to just like to hear that criticism and go okay what are we not what are we not communicating properly or what to, to like hear it and it's because it's not I don't think that all of my criticisms or your criticisms are all like the best criticisms. It's just like, we don't know. And we're asking like, we're intelligent people and we're just asking questions. So, um, I think it's well intended, right? Yeah, totally. So it's, it's well intended because in order for me to buy into something, I need to be informed. It's not enough for me to just have, you know, a promise of money or, you know, to blindly trust in the mission, for me to buy into something, I need to have confidence in the ability to execute. And maybe that makes me a real pain in the butt. But if you can't convince me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I want to be convinced. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's where I there may be other interests out there who want to see this this potential venture fail. I don't. I want to see it succeed. So convince mm -hmm. me. But I haven't I haven't gotten that reception. It's basically if you aren't on board, then you're against us and you're anti PTO. And that makes me really sad because I think, you know, in every healthy 
movement because that's essentially what they want to create. There needs to be voices that are questioning. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, and speaking of healthy, questionable healthy <laughs> movement, um, do you like that transition? I don't know where <laughs> are you like, going with it. So so smooth. <laughs> I could go anywhere now. What kind of healthy <laughs> movements are you talking about here? <laughs> well, Iron Man had uh, a few announcements yeah, yeah. this yeah. week. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that right after this break. We grossly, as in, in a big way, and truly want to thank our sponsor, Noon Hydration, for supporting If We Were Riding. If you love us, or even kind of like us, or maybe just like our content, you can make sure we grow through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash live feisty. And also make sure you talk to us on Instagram at If We Were Riding. We love talking to people on Instagram, especially on the stories. If you want to send us a voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah with no H, me, at livefeisty.com. And remember, the I comes after the E if you're feisty. We also love reviews on iTunes and written messages from you joining the conversation. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production hosted by Sarah True and me, Sarah Gross. Our awesome editor is Aaron Hamilton, and our producer is Taylor Mahan Rudolph. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real, and I'm feeling so ruthless. My time. Okay, so the first thing, Sarah, is that Iron Man got... Was, I think this is a week old now, this news, but Iron Man was purchased this week for 730 or $740 million. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, By, uh, what was it, Advance? Was that the name? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're primarily have media holdings, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that they're primarily media. I didn't dig into it too much, but I was actually kind of surprised <laughs> for no reason at all to do with nothing um timing wise that they were able to sell it because people had said like Mm. when wanda group purchased iron man for 650 million a lot of people said that that was that they had overpaid and they were never going to get that much again so to make like a few million dollars on this thing during this particular moment seemed like a really big win for iron man my understanding is that uh there's still time for advance to back out. Ah, yes. So it's it's a sale that's not yet finalized, is my understanding. <sighs> if somebody who actually understands business can, you know, call us and tell if us we're wants to call wrong. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that so would, the, we would appreciate that. I I understand this from Wanda's standpoint. So Wanda, uh, so Chinese investment company, they have a whole bunch of acquisitions that they've it's it's been a, in a short period of time they've they've bought a lot and now they're offloading a lot of their acquisitions because uh two things like they're kind of saddled with debt and the value of their IPO uh just tanked over the past year. Mm-hmm. So that's part 1 and uh part 2 is so they so they need money quickly. Um, part two is coronavirus has hit them hard. Um, You're I, totally making a TikTok. Why? That's it. <gasps> you just said coronavirus. No! <laughs> did you not even realize? I did not even 
too. <laughs> and you, and, and we were so cocky at the beginning. I was. We oh. were like, we got this. We won't say it. And then, oh, and then, man. <laughs> okay, we can't do it again or else we have to do two of whatever we just promised you. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay, so... Recent circumstances means Wanda, had, they really, really need to make a lot of money. Mm. So I understand from their standpoint, and they must have, the Iron Man must actually be fairly profitable, or, you know, they must be worth a lot, or else this company would not buy out. It's also like, they're, they have, there's $200 million worth of debt that this new company has to absorb as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not to be like not to be all death and dying here, but like they they're already in debt, and literally all the all all the events for the rest of the year, more or less. I mean, not, but at, le- at least for the foreseeable future, have been canceled. Yeah. So w- with events companies, you know, you're you're because they're still running. You know, they still have staff. They still like right. all of the things, right? Yeah. So it's like th- something's got to give there. We just don't know enough about Iron Man's financials. Because okay. clearly advanced saw a really good deal. And I now I'm really scared I'm gonna slip up again. <laughs> you, okay. We we can we could be like no all bets are off. So like it's like now we're each doing one time, one punishment okay. and right. we're good. One all punishment right. each. Okay. Um, oh, I want I actually want to like if because Andrew Messick has listened to the podcast but in the past so yeah. if you're listening right now Andrew we'd love to ride with you and find out like totally what the what so mm-hmm. so Andrew is mm-hmm. staying on board I know that much okay yeah so I'm I'm really interested what this if the sale goes through mm-hmm. uh what their plans are going to be it is interesting that's a media company you could see how they could could have ideas about how to revamp the brand and they see a lot of value in it apparently or else they wouldn't be buying something for a whole bunch of money yeah exactly (laughs) exactly okay i think we have one more topic but i think we should save it for next week we've been like talking for evs oh yeah (laughs) um so yeah today just today we're recording on wednesday april fools april fools iron man really does have a virtual reality race of some kind so i legit i opened up my email earlier today and Mm -hmm. i thought it was an april fool's joke and you're telling me it's not no it's not i know this because kelly o'mara who we all know and love yes did a did an, an article about it a couple of weeks ago for Triathlete Magazine. So it is, oh, it is legitimately I didn't happening. even read the article because I just <laughs> assumed it was a joke. Okay. So you're going to have to read up on it. Tell me everything about it. If any of our listeners know anything about it, tell us, because we clearly don't know much. That next week we'll come out. Yeah. Send us a voicemail about it. If you signed up, we want to know what your expectations, what do you think about it, folks? Tell us what you think about Wait, so, it. That's what like, I want to know. Are there goggles? Like VR goggles? <laughs> <laughs> Can I opt I into that? I, I don't think so. But if there oh. were goggles, that would make it much more interesting. I know. I don't think, I don't know for sure. But I think, I think it's like, because um, that's you know, VR, right? I'm not a, I'm is, not, yeah. I'm not a tech person. So <laughs> yeah, we need to find out my, I just assumed again, I'm just assuming based off of, okay, wait, I have the email open and we need to get into this more next week. But like, 
I just assumed it was all kind of like Strava and based you know like that kind of like the technology we already have like the okay. types of thing we see on zwift and but no i don't goggles. know for sure <laughs> okay we're circling back on this because clearly we need to do some homework i, I thought, it was, a, I thought it was an april fool's joke so what i am <laughs> not informed at all <laughs> the other thing i obviously want to know for anyone who's been a listener for a while is like what the female avatars look like and do they have nice calves oh. so it's obviously the important yeah the important bits um okay until next week, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Sarah. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're